from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode 15, That is the Question. <sighs> Part two of uh-huh. the two parter. So, Aaron, this actually, this one actually is my favorite episode of all of really? season two. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, okay. I love the two parter together, but I uh-huh. think this episode is better than last week's episode. So, uh-huh. okay. Well, we'll um, definitely have to talk more about that. At we're the end, digging right? in. We're digging in. Uh, this was written by Greg Berlanti, uh, same as wrote the first uh, part of the episode, the two parter. Directed by Greg Prange, who we will see many, many, many more times uh, throughout the course of this show. Um, and it also Gr- said it was uh, written by Kevin Williamson as well. Yeah, it was okay. by both of them, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Kevin Williamson always gets a writer credit uh, um, because he's the showrunner creator. Uh, um, so Greg Prange went on to produce Masters of Sex with mm-hmm. Lizzie Kaplan. Love and her. And love her and Rizzoli and Isles starring Sasha Alexander, who we oh. will meet later in this show, um, a character that Sasha plays. Uh, so this one originally aired on February 17th, 1999, which means these two episodes straddled Valentine's Day, which is like a oh, real, yeah. a real mood, <laughs> as the kids say. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read this Wikipedia um, description. On Dawson's advice, Joey attempts to heal the wounds of her new romance with Jack, which were left exposed by the poem and the resulting innuendo. Jack again reassures her. However, when Jack confronts his innermost secrets, their lives and everyone's close to them will never be the same again. Elsewhere, Pacey takes on Mr. Peterson and challenges his abusive teaching methods. His insistence on making things right in the school alienate Andy, and the two of them must work hard to put their back together again nothing about jen i know and she has a pretty big storyline as well who has a real arc in this episode yeah. i guess the writers of wikipedia are like fuck ty <laughs> the writers of wikipedia and the hosts of this podcast are yes. all like fuck ty <laughs> okay my history is mysteries um February 16th, 1999, in Uzbekistan, there is an apparent assassination attempt on President Islam Karimov at government headquarters. Whoa. Yeah. February 19th, 1999, Bill Clinton issues a posthumous pardon to Henry Ossian Flipper, who was the first African-American and was also a former slave who gr- to graduate from West Point. He he served during the Apache Wars, but was haunted by rumors alleging improprieties and was court-martialed and dismissed from the army. Of course, those were bullshit. Um, <laughs> and so Bill Clinton issued him a posthumous pardon. Hmm. And then um, there's a few weeks between episodes. So uh, on February 23rd, uh, white supremacist John William King is found guilty of kidnapping and kidnapping and murdering James Byrd Jr. in Texas. I had noted that, uh, mm-hmm. I think in season one when he was killed, um, he right. uh, King had dragged Byrd behind his truck. It was a really yes. appalling 
really famous. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. But he was convicted, um, found guilty of of kidnapping and murdering um, James Byrd Jr. on February 23rd, 1999. Hmm. Okay. So the number one movie in the country Mm -hmm. was Message in a Bottle. Oh God! <laughs> which is based on a Nicholas Sparks novel. Yes, is it the first Nicholas Sparks adaptation? I like, want to say yes, but yeah. I did not look it up. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> also, so the audience knows, Aaron Hensley and I have a long, long-standing Love. tradition. Of- I mean. I- I've never personally read a Nicholas Sparks novel. And you're the better for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I uh, love those fucking movies. They're so bad. So fucking bad. So I will. I, ad- I love it. I love it. I'll admit to you that I have read. Um, I read the book that the one with Mandy Moore and Shane West was based on. Oh, a Walk to Remember. I did read that novel. Yeah. Terrible. It's very bad. Right. <laughs> Right, and well, um, the movie's horrible. It's like, oh, juvenile cancer, but we're gonna get married across state lines. Like, it's a lot. Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler (laughs) for a movie that came out twenty years ago Um, that you should not watch. You're gonna well, watch. you can watch it. I mean, it's quarantine. Anything goes. You know, (laughs) I I will judge you for watching it, but. Uh, I might judge you for thinking it's good. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna watch a Nicholas or a Mandy Moore movie, watch Saved, which is well, much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not even the same. Like, <laughs> no, boat. not in the yeah, same yeah. boat. I also want to say that Aaron Hensley and I have a long-standing tradition uh, when new Nicholas Smart- Sparks movies come out. <laughs> Of going to see them at the theater and bringing uh, beer, wine. I think we've brought champagne before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that you can get at 7-Eleven, we yep. get it. and gets you drunk. And, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite memory is once we took um, two friends of ours, uh, we met them there, and they thought we were being, like, we were seriously like, we think this is going to be a great movie. Didn't really <laughs> understand what we were doing. And then at one of the sad parts, probably when someone announced that they have cancer because that's a theme, <laughs> Um, I cracked a can of wine, I believe. (laughs) And just dead silence in the theater. And I just went, and my... (laughs) I've never heard my friend Steve laugh so hard in his life. (laughs) So uh, we we have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a way to watch Nicholas Sparks movies and that's it. Absolutely. I mean, and they're, they're made for people like us, right? Yeah. White women. <laughs> they love wine in a can. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, my friend. You're not wrong. Uh, so the number one song. Look, I told you that 99 was going to be a banner year. Are you fucking ready? I believed ready? you. <laughs> number one song is Angel of Mine Ugh. by Monica. Oh, my God. I love that song. That's a fucking great song. <laughs> I've been listening to the radio, the wave, the suit, 94.7, the wave, uh-huh. and um, they play that song a lot, you know, and like, I don't know, some people try to, are like, whoa, you listen to the radio, but <laughs> yesterday the DJ was like, they just cut in with the most amazing non sequiturs that it just really brightens your day. Yeah. And she, the DJ was like, man, I just miss salad bars. I miss them so much. <laughs> I don't think they're coming back. I don't think so either. And she was like, I hope you find solace in these um, smooth jams. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, radio DJs do get us through the hard moments. I laughed so hard and cried. <laughs> Listen, Monica, angel of mine, it's playing that while mourning the death of the salad bar, I think is like not a terrible way to spend one's time. She's so right, you know. <laughs> she is. She is. Okay, Aaron, we open in. Well, so first we open on a shot of Tom Cruise. Right. LOL. Uh-huh. LOL. And uh, as Jerry Maguire. Also not the first time we've seen Jerry Maguire, right? No, I feel like I feel like I it was really you big. pointed it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like the movie had just come out. I'm going to forget exactly what year it was, but like, you know, it was the big Tom, like, it, it was pretty recent. Yeah, definitely. You know, and so we kind of pull back from the TV and Dawson comes into his room and Pacey is laying there on the bed watching Jerry Maguire. And Dawson's mm-hmm. like, I've got your homework. Yeah. And he's like, when do you think you're going <laughs> to leave my room? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's- it's funny because obviously you would have thought they would have talked about it like, you know, because Pacey just lays out like, oh, well, it's just like it's safer to stay in your house during this uh, suspension than mm-hmm. it is to stay at my house with my father, right. you know, and we know the suspension's a week long. So, you know, it, anyways, you get it for the writing, but it kind of didn't check out to me. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's to remind us if we forgot that Pacey is suspended right now right. Um, and got suspended at the end of the episode. And so Dawson's like, um, you know, I'm here for you, man, but I will be happy when my room gets back to its original owner and mm. odor. <laughs> Sick burn, Dawson. <laughs> like Dawson isn't smelly. Come on. They're teen boys, man. <laughs> I know. Come on. <laughs> and uh and he's like, you know, you're watching Jerry Maguire again. And Paisley's like, yeah, you know, it speaks to me as a renegade moral crusader. And then he asks about Jack. Pacey does. And yes. he asks about Joey. Yeah. And then he asks about Andy. Yeah, so we're finding out he hasn't talked to Andy this whole time since their blow up at the dock. Right. And, you know, Dawson's kind of like, first Dawson gives him a gentle ribbing and is like, you know, she moved, she ran off to Bali with a Brazilian <laughs> soap star named Diego. And um, and then he's like, you know, Pacey, just call her. Like, you haven't talked in a week. You should just call her and apologize. Yeah, and Pacey stands his ground and he's like, why should I apologize? I She should apologize to me. Like, I took a stand for what I believe in, you know? And he's like, I did the right thing. Why should I apologize for that? Well, and he's not only that he did the right thing, but he stood up for something and he was right. He was right. like, he is right in this scenario, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, we talked about this last time, but they're both kind of right. They're both right. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. Then who And moves? again, it's Dawson, like, giving advice he doesn't take because he right. doesn't never apologizes you know <laughs> uh, i do know, Aaron, I do know. <laughs> and Do- and Paisley like look at my man jerry here he took a stand and dawson's like he lost everything and had to grovel to get it back and he's like and and you know he wasn't sleeping on his best friend's floor while doing it and Paisley's like I mean, I can't have the bed. I thought I was getting the bed. And he's like, Joey always gets Joey the, has bed. the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawson's like, no, don't go there. 
<sighs> and we rolled. But it credits. is cute though. They are having like a moment, and like yeah. while Dawson's like ribbing him, it's it's very sweet. Like they're being actual friends during this. Yeah, I feel like so often we talk about how it's hard to see Joey and Dawson's friendship. And, and like, I also feel like it's hard to see Pacey and Dawson's friendship a lot. I'll, but I do think they give Dawson and Pacey more moments than they give Dawson and Joey. Yeah, you know, that's definitely true. I feel like there are times, like even with Dawson, like in the last episode where Dawson sat outside the principal's office with Pacey and was just there. Like you do have these moments that like I feel like are so few and far between with Dawson and Joey. Right. You know. Right. Definitely. I mean, they're just totally hammering down this like romantic thing with Joey and Dawson instead of it being more complicated of like romance and friendship, you right. know? And they like, they like die. They kind of like, like every once in a while they touch down on the romance and friendship. Like in the last episode, I think they did a kind of good job of it in certain instances. And then, and then it's like, no, 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 no. Then that's called off in the next episode. And <laughs> so it's frustrating. Anyway, yeah. so after the credits, we go to school. And gross. It's gross. It's <laughs> and, gross. And, we just immediately cut to like, ah, Jen and Ty making out. Wait, making what it. is happening? Making okay. out. Like, making out. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. In the fucking walkway in front of the school. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't care about people making out, but I care about anyone making out with Ty. This guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and Dawson, like, Ty leaves and Dawson comes up and he sort of ribs Jen about it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I like how Dawson and Jen's relationship has been evolving in this season. Yeah, definitely. And I like this part, too, because Jen's like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed to have, like, this junior high crush. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And Dawson's like... No, they have real moments of friendship, for sure. Totally. And Dawson's... Sorry. Dawson's like, he seems like a nice guy, you yeah. know? And, like, is super supportive. And, like, they're just chatting about Jen's new love interest, Boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, love interest. And, uh, I mean... Dawson said he seems like a great guy, and my my note was, does he? Because <laughs> I don't see that. But Dawson's forward. like white man. He's a great guy. <laughs> he reminds me of me. Great guy. And um, he's Christian, you know. Because <laughs> oh, Dawson kind of does imply that he knows that about Ty. Right, right. So because Jen's like, you know, do you want to join us for an evening excursion tonight? And Dawson's like, is it a Bible group? Or something like that, Bible study. And Jen's like, not quite. Right. Yeah. So, so we as the viewer know that it's going to be the new character, the Jazz Club. The jazz Club. <laughs> I wish that fucking Jazz Club had a name, man. I mean, we just got to name it. Should we call it the Peach Pit? Is that what it really is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the, the hallway and Jack is with Joey at her locker and they're just kind of like hanging out. She's like pulling her books out <laughs> yeah. and like, and then Jack is like still getting made fun of. Right. I, my one note I do want to say is like, I feel like they've never looked more like an actual high school couple than yeah. in this moment where she's like pulling shit out of her locker and making him hold it all. I know. I was like, that's like my an- memory of high school. <laughs> She has like an ill-fitting hippie like shirt on. I have, I have a paragraph of like, notes about that shirt. <laughs> He's got like a fucking horrible shirt on himself. You yeah, know? it's yeah. that same like art. I had forgotten about these shirts almost entirely. Those like weirdo skater like 
I think they might have even been rollerbladers in Janko right. jeans shirts. Yeah, yeah. And Jen or Jack seems to have like a a collection of these. Yeah, remember when like Looney Tunes took that like motif over? Okay, Angela, one of our listeners, um, <laughs> texted us a picture of her with these like I don't know. You, I feel like everyone we talk to is way younger than us. Yeah, <laughs> but she's show. not. Luckily, <laughs> she's not. But she texted us the or she she um, DM'd us this picture of her in high school, and I was like, Angela, girl, I had the exact same Bugs Bunny Tasmanian Devil <laughs> in like baggy kind of like wrap clothes <laughs> they're like urban <laughs> yeah and they're like, like in baggy it. clothes with boxers showing and yeah. like i was like, like a- i told her and i will tell you i wore that shirt until it literally <laughs> fell apart my mother at one point came in and it was like in tatters and she was like you have to throw this away <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's like cross colors, that brand, you know, yeah, then but, like it got ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it got ripped off by the Looney Tunes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes. that's what Jack's wearing. And then Joey's got this sweater on the back. It's got, it's like orangey red and it's got crosses. Very. Right. On the front, it's green with like this circle snowflake kind of It's pattern. like a mandala, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then the sleeves are black with red and green words, but I couldn't make out what the words said. I I looked and I watched it more than once. (laughs) I know. It's really funny because they make her be hippie a lot, which was a thing. That was my fashion vibe in this era. Yeah. It's and like, a little yes. bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so like obviously I related to her. I probably wore something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I guess I did this too. They make like make her wear like more on trend clothes too and like, yeah. you know, whatever. It's it's interesting. I feel like also they had a lot of clothing deals for that show. Like okay. J. Crew did their their costumes for like a season and then like American Eagle outfitters oh, yeah. did it. So yeah. So yeah, Jack is still getting fucked with by yeah. cuz he hold Joey passes her, her purse to him and then this guy walks by and he's like, "Oh, look at your purse." <laughs> and you're just like, "Come on, Joey's standing right there. What's happening?" <laughs> I know. And it, we know it's been a week and the rumor mill in Capeside High like turns on a dime. Right. So this one is like not going away it's, for some reason. Yeah, it's sticking. And Joey's like, "You know, I wish the running commentary could just stop." And Jack's like, that would mean I would give up my role as Cape Side's most talked about non-homosexual. Yeah. So it kind of seems like Jack is a little bit more come to terms with the the gossip. Yeah. And Joey and then Jack's like, you know, we just need to fight fire with fire. We should like and I said and I quote because I would never actually say it this way. Make love on the <laughs> student green. <laughs> Not a good <laughs> well, enough reason to use the term make love. <laughs> And what the fuck's a student green? <laughs> no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jack suggests they go, they have a like going into the closet party. I didn't really understand the concept of this, but you know, people could dress up as their favorite straight person. And Joey kind of like, it kind of loosens Joey up, him joking yeah. about this. And yeah. she's like, okay, I get to clash straight boy. That's what yeah. she calls him. And then Jack walks away and Joey kind of like starts rubbing her face and hair like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's just like she's not at ease about the rumors yeah you know? and, we and again know. she's triggered by rumors you know so it it's scary for her she's lived in Cape Side her whole life you know right. she knows how bad it is and she knows how much it might not go away 
Yeah, yeah, totally. So Dawson comes up to her and is like, oh, what are you doing? You want to hang out with me and Jen tonight? Yeah. And um, and and Joey's like, oh, actually, I have plans with Jack. Like, we're going to stay in and study, you know, and like they're kind of talking about it. And 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 Dawson's like, well, you know, maybe you all should go out or maybe you should do something romantic. Yeah. You know? And he's like he's trying to be a friend to her. And it, she's it, like, we haven't been having that much fun lately because of these rumors. And he's like, right. well, you know. Maybe go do something fun instead of studying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of good, you know, like they, it, he doesn't feel ulterior at this point, you know, like that he has any ulterior motives. Right. And I, and I feel like he's, and he even kind of says like, I can't believe I'm suggesting this, but Mm -hmm. like maybe go do something romantic. Right. And I'm kind of like, look, I, I'm, I don't mind Dawson saying like, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable in this role as yeah. your friend because I you know I have more feelings than this mm-hmm. than just your friend but like let me give you advice as a friend like I think that is totally plausible totally acceptable like I mean it, that's the total reality of how you would build this friendship when you have lingering feelings for someone you just have to be honest about it and create boundaries within an honest space you know yeah. Totally, totally. And so I think so like, you know, I've I've been trying to give Dawson the credit where it's due just because I know that there will come a time when I'm not able to give him all that much. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and, you know, I think this is like I would I would really love it if we built from this Dawson the relationship that Dawson and Joey end up having on the show. And I think that it is a big misstep that we don't. And I'm going to continue making that point (laughs) for quite some time. Um, I'm going to call out Joey because Joey's like, I can't believe you're being so supportive of me, you know? Right. And Joey doesn't create a space for Dawson to be supportive and to be her friend, you know? Totally. Um, She is like shocked that he would do that instead of like, I think I can understand her being shocked, but she's already said this before to him. Like, you know, like I can't believe you're okay with this or whatever. And she hasn't given him the space to just be okay with it. Even if in her mind, she's like, Oh, this is not the Dawson I know because she wants a different Dawson. So she wants him to slightly pivot, you know? So she has to be okay with that. Yeah, totally. I think I think you're right to call that out. And I think, you know, I hear that. And I uh, there's a part of me that looks at Joey and is like, this is a person who has only known Dawson as a friend. And I'm going to get to that at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But like that, I get it might be hard for her to be like, wait, what? And then like inadvertently not give him that space. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So uh, then we go to Peterson's class, and Pacey is back in class. Yeah, and Peterson it's is not good. Just, it's not good. What a dick! Not what good. What a dick! I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't transfer Pacey out of the class. Shocked yeah. out of that after that altercation. He spit in the guy's face. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, like the teacher is in his right to say that he doesn't feel safe around Pacey, right? Totally. You know. And Pacey, like, hands the teacher all four assignments that he says he missed when he was gone. And so he doesn't risk getting an incomplete. And then Peterson is like, oh, and I have your poetry assignment. And it's got an F on it. Fuck him. I know. And Pacey's like, you know, can I ask what's wrong with this? Yeah. And Peterson's like, it was bad. 
And then Pacey's like, so you're not going to give me any comments or tips on how to write a poem that you might like better? You're not going to teach me. (laughs) And Peterson says, yes, write better. And I was just like, this guy should not be around children. Like, no, this is fucked. Yeah. And then Mr. Peterson just goes into this like whole monologue about how like the grades are going to be determined by him and he's going to determine them based on character and whether or not he thinks the person is worthy of a good grade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What? (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I know. <sighs> Fucking crazy. So and just like all the students are like stunned. They're just sitting there like stunned. Like obviously they know this guy's a piece of shit, but they're just like, we're still doing this. We have no control in this situation. We have to put up with an absolute piece of shit. Right. Um, yeah. And then so we cut straight to the cafeteria where Pacey is like telling Dawson that Peterson is setting him up to fail. Mm-hmm. And Dawson astutely is like oh and because it's more than halfway through the semester you can't drop the class and it's like yeah he's fucked um, yeah and and then and again he has like no one like he's already mentioned his dad's a, we already know his dad's a piece of shit he, he his parents were unhappy about him for getting suspended that's why he spent the time in dawson's room right so no one's gonna like go like raise hell in the principal's office right, go fight for him for anything yeah yeah so then dawson and um pacey see andy like across the cafeteria and she's like um going to eat alone and mm-hmm. dawson is like go talk to her you know and Pacey's Pacey's very uneasy about it (laughs) she's like he's like she saw me she can come here and Dawson's Mm. like dude just go yeah 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 so you know I'm I'm grateful Dawson's encouraging Pacey again I understand where Pacey's coming from I can be a little stubborn myself too (laughs) like they're both so similar you know it's like again like this is why they're a good match because yeah. they both are very firm and that they were right yeah but no. they're you know as a child you're like well I'm right but <laughs> as you get older you're like just because it's not a binary right <laughs> well, I'm right doesn't mean someone's wrong exactly and also just because I'm right doesn't mean we don't we didn't hurt each other mm-hmm. and don't need to apologize to each other exactly yeah so then we go over to joey and jack and joey comes up to jack and like shows him a menu and he's like what's this and she's like i'm gonna cook dinner tonight Mm. and i just want to say first of all i just like kind of loved this gesture because like Mm. i'm not a picky eater but i you and i are both vegetarians yeah and like nothing feels worse than going to someone's house and them like having cooked something that you actually can't eat can't eat yeah and it's like so i was just like oh that's like what a nice little gesture. Way to go, Joey. Well, I also loved it because in the double date episode in the first season, Pacey's like, she's cooking me dinner. She always wanted to cook for someone, she, a man she loved. <laughs> Callback. Um, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Joey's like, you know, I'm going to make a nice dinner at my house by the dock. And, and then Joey was like, and then Joey says... I was thinking what it leads to from there. I can only guess. I guess only the fates can say. And I was like, girl, hello. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I dig a woman like telling a guy that she's with that she's like DTF, you know, like, hey. Well, I mean, they already almost fucked once. It kind of is interesting. They haven't almost fucked a few more times. Yeah. To translate from my mother, DTF means down to fuck. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
my mom does listen to this, so she won't know what that means. Um, so Jack's kind of like, well, that sounds romantic. And Joey's like, yeah, that's the plan, Stan. <laughs> I just love Joey being a dad. I relate on such a deep level. <laughs> relate it. Relate to that. Um, Jack's like, you know. Jack Paul or thanks her for yeah. being there for him, you yeah. know. So we kind of see the juxtaposition between the two of them and Andy and and Pacey, you know. Definitely. And Joey's like, you know, it goes with the territory of being into you. Like, of course I'm going to be supportive and she kisses him on the cheek. Um and then Pacey gets up and goes and talks to Andy. Yeah. Nester <laughs> bickering they both stand their ground and they want an apology from each other yeah you know and and they're both like oh i haven't heard from you in a week why didn't you call you know and pacey's like my phone you know it still accepts calls so (laughs) then you call you know and funny how that works and they both want an apology they're both kind of like you need to apologize to me you know um totally Ooh, it's not good. It's, it's very bad between them. And Andy's like, you know what ha- comes after high? Bye, Bye. PC. It's well, super fucked. Totally. And she's like, you know, you left me stranded on a pier after calling me weak and insensitive. And I was like, that is not what happened. <laughs> you were not stranded on a pier. You came to a pier. He was I there know. and then he left and you were still there. Like, she's yes. not, you couldn't not get home. Yeah. <laughs> you drove yourself there. Yeah. I was like, okay. So Andy leaves and, and goes into the hallway and they, she kind of runs into Jack. Yeah. And, and she says she's going to go see Mr. Milo, the guidance counselor. Right. And like, she's like, oh, he's been calling. He's been trying to talk to mom, but I've just been like passing it off, you know? So I'm finally going to go see him. And then Jack's like, huh, that's where I'm going to. Huh. Fancy that. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Not good. I have a brother in the same grade as me. We never once went to the guidance counselor at the exact same time. <laughs> not good. Not, not good. good. Not good. And yeah. Andy's like, you know, I wonder why he wants us both to come in. And <laughs> I just wanted to pause here and be like, the one one of the many things that I dig about how season two of this show introduced new characters is that like these two, because they're introduced as siblings too, mm-hmm. they have this whole life that comes with them. Mm-hmm. And like this show did not shy away from showing that life that came with them. And I feel like so often, like you and I have watched so many of these teen shows that like, like I'm think I'll, I'll use the OC specifically as an example, but like, you know, season one was this kind of like, it blew up. It was hugely popular. And then they introduced a bunch of new characters in season two and literally none of them stick around Yeah, because like none of them had any backstory. Like they just were there as a, as a romantic interest to the other characters and then like left immediately when they were done. And I think, like, why Andy and Jack work so well is that these were introduced. Yes, technically, Andy is introduced as Pacey's romantic interest. And yes, mm-hmm. Jack is technically introduced as a wedge between D- Dawson and Joey. But immediately, they become so much more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their own storylines and their own, like, dynamic family history. Yeah. And I feel like that's how you breathe new life into a show even when mm-hmm. it's popular, like breathing new life into it and making it me want to stay there and stay with it. Like it's, it is like just, this is a great way to do that. 
Absolutely. So I just I wanted to make note of that here. Mm-hmm. And so we we go into Mr. Milo's office and there's a guy waiting. Yikes. And Andy's super stoked and she screams and she's like, Daddy! And she runs and hugs him and Jack is not stoked at all. No, and they... (laughs) Mr. McPhee and Jack sort of stare each other down. Yes, it's definitely a very tense moment between the two of them. Yep. And a very excited one between Andy and and her dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a commercial break and then we go over to Joey who is setting up for her dinner with Jack and she is dressed up. She looks great, I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great red dress, hair is done all nice and her phone rings and Jack's like, I've got to take a rain check on our romantic evening. Yeah, my "My dad's here. (laughs) Yeah, my dad came in from Rhode Island and wants to have dinner. And Joey's like, that's good, right? You know? <laughs> and Jack's like, I don't think so. That's Mr. Milo right. called him and let him know everything that's going on. Right. And I just feel conflicted about this, you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to say. It kind of is an overreach, but maybe it isn't. But, like, it's like a guidance counselor is calling a parent about a rumor not like an actual event that happened. Right. Right. And he didn't like call him to say like, Hey, heads up. We have an aggressive teacher that is like making an unsafe space for your son. Or even like the word fag was spray painted on your son's yeah, locker. There was a hate crime committed against your son. It's on um, school property. Right. That's not the vibe we get about this phone call from Mr. No. Milo. No, we don't. So I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. That's not great. Um, and Jack, like, apologizes to Joey for having to cancel. And she's like, no, no worries. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But she's like, no, a they little totally under- Of course. But, like, yeah. they really understand each other. Like, totally. he's bummed, too, to, like, have to go to get dinner with his dad. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah totally. <laughs> it's, like, a totally understandable thing that is happening, you know? Um, but, like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're kind of on a shaky ground right now. They have yeah. this event that they're trying to navigate, you know? Totally. And, and so... It's only been a week. <laughs> right. Right, right. And Joey hangs up and and sort of takes her hair down. And I just like wanted to mention yet again that Katie Holmes has amazing (laughs) hair (laughs) because it looks great when she takes it down. Yeah. And then she picks up the phone again and we cut to outside of this jazz club. (laughs) And Dawson says, this place couldn't be seedier. And I just want to say, Dawson. anti-fun. Also, Dawson, you have been in multiple bars that are seedier than this multiple exact (laughs) feeling i was like uh first of all this is the nicest bar you've ever been to okay (laughs) do you not remember that sketchy like dock bar that like mr mcwitter got fucking tanked at like come on you piece of shit like this place looks like a total just normal jazz bar yeah totally and and also the bar that they go to in the road trip episode Which I like, is a bar that the, looks. I mean, a bar that looks like a, a a bar that you and I used to hang out at. Yeah. Um. And uh. And I'm like, even that's a seedier place than this jazz club. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There might be black people at the jazz club, and perhaps that's what Dawson's saying oh, there. But. Shit. 
<laughs> I hadn't considered that, but you might have a point. <laughs> I did. I want to say, note for our listeners, that I did check to make sure that there were at least some Black people in a jazz club in Dawson's Creek, and there there are. Some of the extras are indeed Black, and almost all of the musicians are as well. None of the featured musicians. <laughs> but the back the ones that are actually fucking playing instruments are anyway um yeah so they they uh dawson and joey like meet up with jen and ty and like they're trying to get to know their friends like love interest you know and they're like oh ty do you come to this jazz club a lot and he's just like i just hate him i'm sorry i (laughs) wish i could just give him space but he sucks he's like oh it's like a second home here (laughs) <laughs> you're just like what is going on what is this i know i do what not know what is this and so then the waitress comes up and he's like four usuals and joey's like oh what's a usual yeah. <laughs> smart i mean i think that's a smart thing to ask yeah <laughs> and she's like i'll get a coke you know yeah. and Doss like me too you yeah. know because they they explain that there will be alcohol in the usuals yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then it. And then the singer that we met in the last episode, the woman, um, mm-hmm. she is has been singing this whole time, and she stop. She ends the song, and she's like, "Ty, it's time for you to come on up." And everyone at the table is like, like, "What the fuck?" What? <laughs> 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 and jo- Joey's like, "Where did he learn how to play like that?" Because he's actually yeah. he actually is pretty good. And Jen's right. like, "I don't know, church." Right. <laughs> Which I, love. I mean, that was the exact feeling I got. Like, he, yeah. it's like almost like a classic church scene right. where like someone's playing the piano and then there's like a someone singing. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, totally. It's and like Jen's stoked. Like she's looking at him with like hard eyes you know yeah she's into it he's like finding something new about him and and dawson asks the asks the question of all questions like what's this guy's deal doesn't his religion frown on him doing all this Mm -hmm. and jen's like he's got issues and joey without missing a goddamn beat just goes He's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's like, thanks. <laughs> I gotta say, though, like the friendly snark between the two of them, I'm in here. I'm in it for. Like, I I do like that, like, the tone of their friendship seems yeah. to have changed. Yeah, definitely, like, not as icy as it used to be. Like, even that exchange, like, it, it feels like the exchange, like, have been acted differently but they're like trying to pivot it to be like no no that's our banter like you know like yeah. we're like friend, we're friends you know even though it's kind of fucked up I mean it's you know it, it, I even think what Dawson's saying is fucked up wait I thought this guy's religious like doesn't this go against that like right. I, I don't think that that's true you know if they're in a uh, jazz club they're not like <laughs> They're not like listening to a death metal band. Not that you yeah. can't be religious and, religious and into death metal, but like still, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, I don't know what about religion is counter to listen to music personally. <laughs> you know, there are some, you know, denominations that would believe that, but it doesn't just like say all religion doesn't listen to music. Totally. And also, there's like, I get that, like, him ordering martinis, which he has done yet again. Um, like maybe counter to certain religions, particularly because he's what, 16, 17. Um, I, yeah, you know. we're culturally Catholic. That totally yeah, checks out. <laughs> that seems, seems right spot on to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, 
That to me almost indicates he's more religious. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and so Dawson then is like, can we stop and comment on the irony of the three of us sitting here? And Jen's like, the proverbial, proverbial triangle. <laughs> First of all, I don't mean- think it's ironic. I just want to say that. <laughs> That's my meta bell. <laughs> I, 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 my makeshift meta bell. Um, commenting on the fact that they're sitting in a triangle and are right. also a triangle. <laughs> Previous love triangle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And Dawson's kind of like, I'm sandwiched between two women who both dumped me. <laughs> which i did love that i, I laughed at that i know <laughs> and jen's like i'm dating a bible thumping hypocrite <laughs> and jack's like my boy or joey's like my boyfriend's gay <laughs> look i i'm here for the three of them being friends no, they were so cute they were all getting along and it was really cute i loved it i loved it and this. even like dawson kind of being like just like let's just acknowledge that we've all like we have a sordid history <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, exactly. you know but like also we genuinely like each other and we can totally be cool with yeah. each other you know um i i did like it together yeah totally yeah. me too and like support each other and what they're trying to do you yeah. know yeah and like go on this you know like okay joey had a shit night you know or like or just had a night cancel that she was yeah. looking forward to. Jen's like got this new boyfriend, so like let's meet him. Let's do the friend meet. Like yeah, you know, like this seems this seems like a great time actually. Totally, what's yeah, happening definitely. right here? Yeah. So, um, so then we go to the library and love librarian shows Pacey where the bylaws for every teaching job in the county are. Right. And she's the, then the librarian sort of asked Pacey like, you know, why are you doing this? And he's <laughs> like, I'm just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. And she's like, well, I will do it fast. Cause we're closing. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like, I know they added that librarian asking that for the audience sure. because it's very much implied when he's like, She's like, here's the bylaws for every teacher, like, you know, um, and then they have to, like, explain it even further, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe a little overkill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, So then we go to the McPhee dinner. Ooh. (sighs) And Andy is, like, talking a mile a minute. Yeah, she's like upbeat, like, oh, yeah, and mom's doing great. Like, she's getting some new meds, like, you know, and just like, I, you know, I got an A, like, whatever. Yeah. She's just like so upbeat and positive and like trying to catch her dad up on like the goings on of the McPhee household. Right. Which like it indicates that like they don't even talk to him on the phone. Right. I, I agree with you. That seems like the case. Yeah. And the it's like Andy is talking the entire time and neither of the men are talking at yeah. all yeah um except for like a sort of a grunt of acknowledgement every once okay. in a while from the dad yeah and andy's like you know jack's got this job he's working at the ice house it's so great jack tell him about the ice house and and jack mr mcphee is like you know jack you're awfully quiet tonight <laughs> So are you, Mr. McPhee. (laughs) And Jack's just like, I don't really have anything to say. You know, everything's all right. Yeah, you asshole. You abandoned us. We haven't heard from you in months. And like, now we're trying to catch up over some dinner after a fucking tie. Right. And then 
<laughs> yeah, because they all it's I think it's at the country or the yacht club. Oh, which okay, is the, okay. the I guess the New England version of a country club or, you know, mm-hmm. the beach side version of a country club. Um, so Mr. McPhee's like, you know, if everything were all right, I wouldn't have had to come down here and disrupt my life. <laughs> okay, you're a fucking <laughs> father. <laughs> Yeah. And Jack's like, you know, I'm so sorry to have bothered you, dad. And I, I just like this guy, Mr. McPhee seems like a real douche nozzle. And it's like every white man that we've seen in the past couple of episodes is the ultimate piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, they keep one upping each other. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Except for Jack and Pacey, they've seen Well, I guess every adult, every adult. adult. Yeah. Even Dawson is like holding his own as a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. So then Jack's Mr. McPhee asks straight out, like, are you gay, Jack? And Jack's like, would you care if I was? Yeah. And and then like Mr. McPhee is like, oh, my God, just lays into him with some hella bullshit. Yeah, totally. And he's like, this family has enough problems. Like, we don't need to add to them. And Jack's like, so it would be a problem if I was gay. Like, is that what you're saying? And. And Miss McPhee sidesteps that a little bit and is like, you're the only son I have now, Jack. You don't have Tim to hide behind anymore. People notice you now. And finally, Andy steps in. Yeah. Yeah, because Mr. McPhee's like, Jack needs to toe the line of like whatever kind of bullshit they live in, you know? (laughs) And Andy, like she tries to defend Jack. She's just like, come on, like whatever. And Mr. McPhee just silences her. Right. And Mr. McPhee is like, you know, if Jack cared, really cared about this family, he would know we have enough problems that we can't help. And those problems that can be helped would be best resolved immediately. Do I make myself clear? No. What the fuck? Um, being gay is not a problem, so it's not really clear what you're talking about. Yeah. I gotta say, I have seen this episode many times. Um, and still every like the I when I was watching this for the first time in a while, it fucking uh-huh. my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my god, it's shocking how awful he is. Yeah. Um I, Yeah. And like I'm I know that it that is people's experiences. Totally. Oh, totally. And that's so fucked up. I just want to. I'm going to live in the world where that is fucked up and yeah. that behavior is completely unacceptable. Just because people do that doesn't mean it's right. You no, know? absolutely. That is fucking fucked. dark. Also, like, yeah. Well, so Jack says that yes, I understand. You know, I, you made yourself clear. I understand. And Jack and Andy kind of stare at each other, looking pained. Yeah. Um. And I'm, it's like, you know, fuck this guy, man. I just, uh, it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to know that that is based in, you know, very real things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's a it's a tough scene to get through. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's horrible. And just the way that they all have to be silent so that this man can, like, dictate how in which they need to live their lives. Like, right. It, it, it it's so fucked up. I mean, like, obviously, this is what we're constantly trying to dismantle with this fucking patriarchy. Like, Ugh. this guy doesn't get to tell anyone who, way they want to live, you know? Well, and, and this also- is, like, a little bit of the outdated opinion that, like, being gay is a choice, you know? Definitely. Like, I remember, like I said in the last episode, my parents flat out told us. It wasn't implied. It was said, <laughs> verbalized. Yeah. Uh, 
if you were gay, we, we wouldn't care, you know, which like, it's cool that they create that space for us, you know? But then I remember my dad once following up with saying like, you know, I, I do think that choice would make your life harder. And me and my brother were like, well, it's not really a choice. So I don't know what you're saying. And like, this is us in junior high, like, you know, and we're like, still like, yeah, that doesn't check out. It's not really a choice, you know? Um, and like, it, I think it's a complicated, like though, just that's kind of the way my dad was raised. Obviously yeah, that's what yeah. we see Mr. McPhee of like, well, it's a choice. You choose these things or not. That's totally right. untrue. But, right. uh, you know, like I, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was raised in a, a completely different environment to that. My mother, um, you know, was very like, if you were gay, it would be fine. It would be fine. She used to say that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I just, and I was raised by like a, a group of amazing lesbians who taught me how to play softball and like took me to professional basketball games. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there was a lot of, um, influence in my life, uh, from, gay people lgbt people across the spec that that mm-hmm. whole spectrum and so you know um i i that was never in question within my family but you know i also think like the world is so hard mm-hmm. that like ha- parents don't need to be hard yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like the world is so hard if you're a gay kid in a conservative place. I mean, even if it's not conservative, but like the world is so hard around you to navigate. And like, you know, really we do get this constant barrage of people, you know, (laughs) people saying how, you know, all blaming, blaming the gay community for everything that's fucking wrong with the world. Yeah. And it's just like an extension of policing what people do with their bodies and what they choose to do sexually, you know? And it's like, my body, my choice. Like I can do whatever I want as long as we're all consenting adults here, you know, no one's getting hurt. Exactly. And just like, I I think it's, it's so hard to watch that um, play out in front of us, Mm -hmm. you know? Particularly from our vantage point now. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is like, luckily, that hasn't aged well. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You know, like, it it looks so horrible. And it's, again, it's definitely shocking to watch. Totally. Uh Yeah. So um, after that, we go back to the club. And I will say the singer is singing Sunday Kind of Love, which I believe only should ever be sung by Etta James. Um, And the version that I'm going to play in this little clip will be the Etta James version. Because it's the only one I will acknowledge. Um, So Dawson and Joey are dancing. And Joey, Dawson's like, you know, are you having a good time? And she's like, yeah, actually, like, I am like, you know, um, and he's like, you know, I'm so sorry your plans don't work out, but I'm glad you're here. And he's having a good night, too. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Jack's missing out. And Joey pulls back and is like, you think he's gay, don't you? Which I don't quite understand how we we got got there. there. (laughs) But Dawson's like, you know, I never said that. And then he's like, but it's crossed my mind. And, and right. I mean, it's crossed Joey's mind too. She talked about a lot of last episode. (laughs) Right. And, you know, he's like, but you know, you know, Jack better than I do. And Joey's like, uh, yeah, I do. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, obviously. And then Dawson's like, you know, do you do you know Jack better than you know me? Which is okay. I. <laughs> this is like I already had a little bit uncomfortableness with like them dancing cheek to cheek, but this is when I started. <laughs> to just turn in a way i'm very uncomfortable with this like Uh you know are you serious they've been friends forever like come on like you've been friends since you were little kids of course she knows you better they've been dating for like a few months like yeah like what maximum three months like come on i know that's so wild and like why does dawson always have to be the one that every guy in joey's life is compared to girl (laughs) i do not know and i uh, we're gonna explore that it's like you'll all dawson his place in joey's heart is secure like there's no no one can compete with it or whatever like you know it's like one of my best friends some of her her people she's dated throughout like sometimes they'll be in competition with me and i'm like a i'm not trying to fuck her and b i've known her since we were five years old right like it it just it no one can compete with that but also it's not a competition right Right. So why are you trying you to make it You can't compete, such? but yeah. also we're not competing. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's okay yeah. that you can't compete. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> It's like impossible to know someone better. You just know them differently, right. you know? Of course. And so Joey's like, you know, no, I don't know Jack better. You know, I can't read him like I can read you. And Dawson's like, you know, what, a, what a, are my eyes saying right now? And I was just like, don't fucking do this to her, Dawson. I know. I just like, it's like you were going so well with this friendship thing. And now you have to just like, oh, like something's so creepy about it. Yeah. It's very like, you might as well pee in a fucking circle around her. Like, it's so weirdly territorial. Yeah. Yeah. And read my eyes. And yeah. Like, well, she only knows how to read your face because you never are straightforward with her. <laughs> not a positive thing (laughs) totally and joey's like you know uh your eyes are saying that this is really nice and comfortable for us to be here as friends i like that part i and like like, as friends and she like stares in the eyes too (laughs) i know because i'm like look joey knows what the fuck you're getting at like he she definitely knows what you're getting at yes and she's not gonna give it to you um (laughs) which is good i'm into that and also she's gonna remind you that you are not dating and she doesn't want to date you right now she wants yeah Yeah. what she wants exactly you know but also like they're just he because he's like he's like you know joey that's good that's really you're really good and i'm just like you're both lying and like the fact that you just lie to each other all the goddamn time even though you know you're both lying yes (laughs) is like this is why this relationship between the two of you is so fucked because like all you do is lie to each other and you're both totally aware of it so like then how can you ever trust anything no they just their relationship is built on leaning into lying yeah totally very (sighs) weird (laughs) so then we move from that fucking scene (laughs) (laughs) over to the table where ty and jen are again drinking martinis (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot you know it's a lot whatever yeah and then ty just is totally weird and he's like i don't get it they seem like such a good couple and you're like why how why how why do they have to hammer this home you know i agreed and he says and he pivots to the most fucked up thing yeah he says why would joey want to be with a fruit fly and i just need to pause right here 
a fruit fly is yeah. not a gay person. <laughs> I know it's actually Joey. She's the Joey fruit fly is the in fruit this fly. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nicer way of saying a fat hag, hag. you know, yeah. a fag hag. Yeah. I'll say it. Um, and uh, it's not, that's not my favorite. Whatever. Right, right. But, um, you know, I'm like, if you're going to be a dick about shit, get it right at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jen's like, Jack's not a fruit fly get past the fact that that's not the right term yeah i know um, <laughs> i totally had to do that too i was like what's happening here? okay 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 they're trying to do something else and yeah because jen's face totally turns and she oh, was yeah. like excuse me that's not a fruit fly like what is going on here and he, yeah. even if he was why does that matter like yeah. you have a problem with this you know and she just Ty just lays into it. He tries to use some kind of metaphor. Yeah. He's like, if it looks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And Jen's Uh, like, what if he is a duck? Ty's like, you know, well, that's his choice. And Jen's like, not, it's not a choice. Exactly. (laughs) And like Camry, this is like that, that divide that I was speaking to is that like, where we live in as millennials and you know people were like no 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 there's no choice that's who you are right that's it we're not going to acknowledge that like one sexuality is a choice that they make and therefore they should choose to quote be normal right (laughs) okay that's so boring and bullshit um and then ty's like that's what they want you they want you to believe but everything (laughs) is a decision and jack chooses to quack and Jen, like, you choose to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> Jen asks him if he's serious, and Ty's like, I'm 100% serious. And I just have to say, this is like maybe one of the first times. First, it's definitely the first, um, well, it's not the first time, but it's one of the first times that the fact that Jen doesn't dump this guy right yeah. now and walk out. And throw no, her martini on him. Believe she like she didn't trust her gut, and I already have problems with her at the start of the episode kissing right. him and being like smitten with him. She yeah. didn't trust her gut, right? And then in this moment, you're like, you were right, you were right. Yeah, the things you were like worried about are actually true. Your instincts were functionally correct. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you have come from an experience where every time you had instincts about something. You didn't listen to him. Someone took advantage of you. Something went wrong. And so you, you don't feel empowered. She does, I feel like she doesn't feel empowered to trust her instincts. And like you're just seeing them over and over like you were right. You were right. You were yeah. right. You know, exactly. like believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and legit walk out the goddamn door right here. I can't. Uh, exactly. You know, be I mean, like, I hey, Dawson, Joey, we're out of here. Let's yeah, yeah. go right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't have time to be like that. Like I said, I was like, well, you choose to be an asshole. <laughs> See ya. Leave my number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call me never. Thank you. <sighs> so then we cut to Jack, um, who is on his bed playing with like a tennis ball. Yeah, and Andy comes in, yeah. and and she kind of is like, she wants to talk about the situation, yeah, and she's, she's like, like checking on him. Yeah, she's like, you know, her opinion is things would be better between their family if their dad came home. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, mm, no, I do not. I do not hold that opinion. Yeah. I do not think it would be better if he was there. And, um, you know, 
And Jack's like, I'm just not going to have to, I'm not going to beg for my father's approval. Right. And because Andy's like, yes, (laughs) I know. I mean, Jack wise as ever. Mm -hmm. Andy, Andy, though, does have a good point, which is that they're too young to have the responsibility to watch over their mom. And Jack's like, yeah, but you're a fool if you think he's going to stay and do this work. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's right. Yeah, they shouldn't be in this fucking situation. You know why they're in this fucking situation? They have the world's worst father. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jack, like I just said, ever the realist, Jack says, you know, we lost dad when Tim died and then mom got sick and he bailed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Andy is kind of like, how is he ever going to love you if you keep resisting him? And this is where Jack's like, I'm not begging for some meager signs of approval. Yeah, it's so dark that Andy reinforces the condition of like condition of the love. Like it's like a father should be un- or parents should be unconditional. Yes. And how is he ever going to love you? Are you serious? You shouldn't have right. to fight for your parents to love you. You should not have to fight for your parents to love you. And and you know, we saw at dinner sort of Andy doing this thing where she was like, "I got an A and I am I made the honor roll and I'm like telling you all the things and And, you know, he was kind of like, of course you got an A and great. And like mumbling these like kind of nice things at her. And so you really see, I feel like with this scene, I think it clicks into place, like how this family dynamic works. Yes. Right. And Andy is like, I want, I don't think it's bad that I want my father to be proud of me. And Jack's like, but are you proud of him? Did you ever stop to wonder if you're proud (laughs) of him? (laughs) Exactly. And I'm just like, boom. Yes. I mean, this kind of goes back to what you were saying last episode. And like, I agree with you that like, you don't just, you're not guaranteed a respect from someone. Right. <laughs> you have to earn that. Right. This guy sucks. He left two teenagers to deal with a mentally ill mother in, and like also then to raise themselves. Like what a totally. fucking piece of shit. Like that guy, are you serious? You no. want that guy to love you? No, that's <laughs> He's fucking insane. He's incapable of loving people. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's abundantly clear. Yeah. So um, we leave that charming little scene and we go to Graham's house. And Ty's there. Ty's and there. Graham, Graham's like hella stoked on Ty. She's yeah. like, I really like him. And you're like, you set them up. <laughs> and Jen's kind of like okay don't need to hear this she like she kind of like she doesn't say anything but she's kind of like uh-huh okay yeah yeah and she gets back to the table and Ty's like you know are you upset about something and Jen's like yeah I actually am yeah she's like why are you being so judgmental about being gay it's not a choice it's a lifestyle yeah and Ty's like you know I think it's wrong it's in the bible and then he like goes Mrs. Mrs. Ryan, which is yeah. Graham's last name, which chapter says that homosexuality is wrong? And Graham's is like, it's in the book of Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, stay out of this. She's like, like okay. <laughs> I, and I'm like, this goes back to what I said previously. Jen, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. Graham's is setting you up in this, like, yeah. with this guy. Mm-hmm. That's not your vibe. Like, you're just going to, okay. Okay. And again, it's a kind of like, Proving Jen's instinct to be right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not trying to be picked on by two religious people about right. shit that is actually bullshit, you know? Um, yes. And- you can find anything in the Bible. You can find quotes about how being gay is okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Yes, uh, uh, indeed. And, and Jen, or Jen asked Ty, like, how can you have such a narrow view? And he's like, how can your view be so narrowly liberal? And I'm just like, <laughs> she's right. And you it's are wrong. Like, it's hard watching him call her out for being liberal. I know. In 2020. Yeah. It's, it's like really triggering. triggering. It's very hard. I'm like, <laughs> is this guy in the Trump White House? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, this guy grew up to be Stephen Miller. I, was, um, I almost wrote that down. I was like, um, <laughs> Stephen Miller, am I seeing this? What's happening? Yeah. Um, she's And she goes, you're no saint, Ty. Like, yeah. she, she whispers it. And Ty's like, you know, I have to answer to God and so does Jack. But I just think his kind is damaging to the world at large. And Jen... It's like goes into fucking shock. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, why has no one kicked this motherfucker out of the house? Exactly. Fuck this guy. But as we're going through the scene, you see Graham sort of slowly turn around. Mm-hmm. And Ty's like, Ty says, the gay movement has been nothing but medically and morally damaging to this country, which I think is like about AIDS. I think so. Yeah. Which is just like all kinds like, uh, of fucked talk up. Talk to your boy Ronald Reagan about AIDS, you yeah. asshole. Oh my god, don't get me started on Ronald Reagan, Aaron. We'll be here all day. <laughs> so Graham's then finally pipes up, and yeah, and you're like, like nervous that she's going to like be on his side. And Jen says, "No, you're not going to moral majority me. Like I'm not going to have any of this." Yeah, and Graham's goes actually. What I have to say is not directed at you, Jen. It's directed at Tyson. And she gives a speech. She says, if Jack is gay, he does not need your judgment, young man. The Lord above will be the one to judge us as judge Jack as he will all of us. What he needs from you and from me, from everyone else in this world, is love and tolerance. Let's save judgment for someone much more experienced than you. And she's being Christ-like. This is where I fall in love with Grams. Yes. I mean, it's like she's being she's yeah, trying to be as most like Christ and be like, you know, exemplifying the teachings of Christ, you know, it's like, why do they always lean into Leviticus when like, that's not even the teachings of Christ. That's right. like the Old Testament. What does Christ say? He says, you know, he's without sin, cast the first stone, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. come on, are you serious? Like, it's not for you to judge what God wants. It's God to judge. You're supposed to be a good person and treat everyone with love, you know? Yeah. And and Jen sort of stands up and looks at Grams and is like, she's Damn. beaming. She's like beaming. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the first time someone's had her back. Yeah, and I love it. And this is mm-hmm. my this is where for me Grams starts to turn around in a significant way as Absolutely. a character. Yes, totally. I'm not. I have not forgotten that she was very racist at the beginning of this yeah. show. We haven't forgotten season one and episode or season two until episode 14. <laughs> right. We haven't. But like I do. This is this is a significant step. Yes. In the life of Grams. So and it's just so much better compelling storytelling. I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, just make people complicated. I think it's so interesting that she's someone who's so devoutly Christian and seemingly a, an evangelical Christian and is like, hey, 
let's be for gay people. Let's let's support our youth. Let's support, you know, kids, gay kids. Yeah, or like people, like kids that have sexuality and sexual trauma, you yeah. know, like let's not punish them for that and like right. act like, like their sexuality and their sexual identity and sexual awakening isn't happening and isn't part of who they are, yes. you know? Yes, That's like, just like, acting like you know like that kind of idea that you have to like act like there is no sexuality right. <laughs> and that they can't experience it or address it is really wild and and, and talk about what has been unhealthy for our society yeah. you know if we're going to really get into it Tyson <laughs> Hicks <laughs> he sucks he sucks and it's just like his only comeback is like oh, you're so rigid in your liberal ideas. And it's like, it's not liberal to be accepting of people. No, it's, I mean, no, it's not. It's not liberal to be accepting of the fact that not everyone is exactly the same. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Note. (laughs) So then we go over to Dawson, who is walking Joey to her door. Yeah. And, and she's like, you didn't have to do that. And mm-hmm. he's like, maybe I wanted to. And you're just like, Ugh. again, I'm like still tra- traumatized from the previous scene. So yeah, I'm like, the dance. What is, ha- is he is he being nice? I'm not sure, you I, know. And he's like, he's like, you know, did the blues club make you more blue? And she's like, meh, kind of. And he asks if she wants to talk about it. And they go in the house and she's like, Dawson, can I ask you something? <laughs> it's like so funny oh my god this scene he's like i just want to be straight up and then like <laughs> i don't even know what i could say this. i'm gonna stop laughing she's okay, like am i sexual <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um and it's she's like a like, three boys song yeah yeah am i, se- am I sexual <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> so she's like um, I just, I, I literally was like, girl, I wish you had girlfriends. I, I'm going to get there at the end of this episode. <laughs> I have a whole rant about it. <laughs> um, so Dawson walks, or so she's like, I know Jack's not gay, but he's confused about something. And like, it's always kind of kept him at a distance. And I'm just wondering if he chose me because I'm safe. You tried to fuck her. I, I agree. I also want to circle back to this this concept of like safety in high mm-hmm. school relationships at the end of this episode because I have something to say about it, but we have to get to the end before I want to say it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and Joey's like, you know, look at She's me. Like, I'm the virgin at large. <laughs> I, again, again, teenagers. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin. <laughs> when you say things, oh, virgin at large implies that you're not a virgin. At large means gone. It means not there. It means absent. Um, virgin at large implies you're not no longer virgin. Just I'm just saying. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help clarification purposes. Joey Potter, yes, you are a virgin, and you know, you know, and she feels uncomfortable because. She knows everyone that they hang out with has had sex, like right. Casey, Andy, Jen. She knows Jack's had sex before, right. you know. It's so just her and Dawson that have. It's her and Dawson, yeah. And sh- and Dawson's like, 
you're extremely sexual. At which point I said, please kill me. I hate this conversation. I know. And it's like, it's like he doesn't even say it in a way that you believe him either. Like, it's really weird. It's very odd. I mean, it's a weird conversation. I like that they're having it. Like, I do think you need someone to talk to about these things. She's having a real problem about like, herself and she doesn't know who to talk to and Dawson's her friend you know sure. <laughs> but that being said woo, woo, woo. <laughs> agreed agreed with that sentiment and Joey's like you know you didn't see it you fell for Jen sex machine and I just said my god this just keeps getting worse I know don't love that don't okay, love that shaming her Ooh, because yeah. he didn't fall for Jen he didn't know that about Jen when he fell for her right. not that it matters but like that it's not helpful to her point it is not <laughs> and Dawson's like you know I was just stupid it took me time to see what was there and this is the first time I like truly agree with Dawson because he's like you're this amazingly sexy girl your sexuality is in everything you do from your wit to your intelligence your anger and your feistiness um, all of that I agree with. I think, yeah. I, you know, I, I do think all of that is like, there's a part of that that is very attractive. Um, she's so smart. She's so witty. She just puts people in their place like that, you know, I think is great mm-hmm. um, and sexy. Um, yeah. And then he says something truly heinous. He tells her she's blossoming. <laughs> Just like, don't tell people that I, I want to launch someone into the sun if they Sexual say that to me. Flower is blossoming. <laughs> uh, it's very hard because he. Like, I mean, on the one hand, they're both at the same level of their sexual awakening. And that's why she's having a hard time dealing with this because she doesn't know what her sexual identity is, you know, and what her like sexuality looks like, you know, and she thinks that gayer than she thinks it is. (laughs) But she thinks her sex like she thinks sexuality is based on what other people's desire of you is. Right. No, totally. And I think that is very personal, you know. And I also think that's so real about being a high mm-hmm. school girl. Mm-hmm. That's very real. No, you think real. other people, I mean, that's what Jen's journey is. Right. You think other people define what your sexual, your sexuality and sexual identity are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just untrue. Un- very untrue. <laughs> very untrue. <laughs> so Dawson's like, you know, I don't think the question is why Jack chose you. I think the real question is why did you choose Jack? And he kind of le- he leaves her with that. What's going on? What does that mean? <laughs> I have some theories uh, that we can get to at the end of this, but um, you know, I think partially all- he's because it's kind of like a callback to the, the way Jack was. It's like, well, do you you know <laughs> about Andy's dad? You know, yeah. And so it's kind of like, no, no. Let me uh, reframe the question. You know, yeah. And it's like she chose Jack because she likes him. Right. And I but I do think like there's a part of me that thinks that Dawson doesn't totally understand that. Mm. And like is kind of like, what's the reasoning behind why you chose Jack? That's what you should be thinking about. And I don't necessarily think that that's a wrong instinct. Right. And like if Joey sits down and thinks about it, it's like you chose Jack because he was different and he was. Right. You know, he was something that like, not necessarily that made you feel safe, but made you feel like, oh, there's other parts of me that I'm going to explore. And like, actually, he helps me to explore certain of those other parts. Yeah. It's just hard because 
like I said, I, I just don't think that it matters in terms of whether or not Joey's sexual. Like Jack choosing her is like mutually exclusive to whether or not she's sexual and, you know. Oh, yeah, I totally. I no, I agree with you like, on that. I don't understand I what's happening. That. But also, I think there is a way in which it's like, if you're so concerned about what's going on between you and Jack and whether or not he thinks you're sexual, like, r- stop, reassess what you actually are thinking about him, like what okay. you actually like about him, you know? Mm-hmm. I- and I don't know that Dawson necessarily meant to say something all that great but uh i don't know for some reason i feel like i can give him the benefit of the doubt right here probably <laughs> against my best <laughs> trust your gut trust your gut <laughs> <laughs> good advice Hensley. good advice um, so you cut to the school yep. and it's like early in the morning and mm-hmm. pacey's there and he kind of like accosts the principal outside <laughs> of school <laughs> yeah it's very does. weird it's a really weird it's like it, i don't understand what's happening but anyways the setup yeah sentiment's good yeah and he like hands her like a pamphlet or like a like a a report yeah and he's like here is a report of all the labor violations mr peterson has committed right and she's like uh what do you think you're doing and he's like oh no no, don't worry i send this to the school board as well so you know and she's like are you sure you know what you're doing (laughs) yeah Okay. He also says he got testimonials from 20 other students. Yes. Saying, like, here's all, all these other times that this mm-hmm. guy was a total jerk. And it's then like, Pace- he did this in like one night. Yeah. So, like, imagine how much he more evidence he could get, like, if <laughs> as they, time goes on. Yeah. And Pacey's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I went around you, but I'm just trying to do the best I can within my given set of circumstances. And I was like, that just like nail so on the head on the like warfare that they have in the town of Capeside. Yeah. On the class warfare that they have in the town of Capeside. Indeed. You yeah. Know? Because even she, the principal just tries to be like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And it's like, girl, she, he's already interacted with the school board. He knows they could be easily swayed by him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure does <laughs> <laughs> and he's just trying he's like i'm trying to do everything in my power to power to make sure mr peterson gets reprimanded right and i just like i don't understand why everyone is covering for this this teacher no nor do i nor do i i mean it so- just seems like that teacher is more trouble than he's worth yeah. You know, like, I bet he's tenured. So I bet there's something going on that, you know, you might not be able to be fired. But like, um, you know, I I don't know. I, I feel like they're a reprimand doesn't seem like such a bad thing. Exactly. You know, so um, we go over to the McPhee's and Andy is having breakfast and her dad comes down and he's like leaving <laughs> he he gives her the places of some like nursing places, the names of some nursing places for her mom. He's like, here, you do the work. There you go. <laughs> I was like, Fuck what? This guy. Oh, and then, my God. And he like starts to get mad that he's leaving. Yeah. And, like, she's like, oh, you're not going to stay. Yeah. And it's like, why did you think he was going to stay? I mean, I mean, I understand it because. Yeah. This is a common experience that people have with fathers, you know? Yeah. Um, And like the dynamic of the woman, the female and the father relationship is very uh, 
uh, commonly represented and very similar Jack and the male and the, you know, it's commonly represented as well. Yeah. But fuck, it's hard to watch. It is. It's very hard to watch. And her dad like looks at her and is like, don't get emotional. And <laughs> I was just like this family man. Like I, what I think they did, the writers did so well with this family is that like you really see like these little these little scenes where you're like, man, this family is fucked up. Like, fuck. Uh, and you see how they these two characters have become who they are. Right. Totally. And and, you know, Mr. McPhee's like, I'll be back in a few weeks. And Jack comes down the stairs behind him and is like, don't bother. Don't. And I was like, fuck yeah, Jack. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. McPhee's like, you know, I'm not going to take that tone from you. I work too hard. And Jack, Jack's just like, that's always the fucking excuse, isn't it? You you work too hard. Yes. That is, uh, I mean, obviously we're having a lot of conversations about labor right now. Sure. And the idea that a rich man works too hard, you know, is an excuse is like, excuse me, you no. placed that value on your labor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think because you make more money, you quote, work harder than people that make less money. Anyways, seems that, like that's that, not the case. It triggered me. <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> I just hit my face on my microphone. Um, <laughs> sorry. So Mr. McPhee goes to leave and Jack fucking blocks the door. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you cannot run from this conversation. And he says, you don't want to talk about Tim's death, about mom being sick, or even why she's sick. You don't want to address the reality of why your daughter has been on and off prescriptive drugs for two years. But we are going to talk about me. Yeah. Good for him. Fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. And and they he's kind like, of... ask me the question again. Yeah. Ask me the question. Yep. And he's like, and then Mr. McPhee's like, kind of like, yeah, because he rules with an iron fist. He's never seen his son step up to him like this, you know, totally. And like, you know, he doesn't know how to handle it. No, he's more like, you know, um, you're going to do what I say. And everyone kind of bows to him. Right, right. And and Jack says, ask me if I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And Mr. McPhee's like, you're not gay. And Jack says, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh. And he's like crying. He is crying. And Jack says, you know it. I see how you look at me and I know you know. Think about the way you treated me and the way you treated Tim. Because he was the real son and I was different. Because as hard as you've tried to stamp it out and to ignore it, I have tried harder. I have tried harder to be quiet and forget it and to not bother my family with my problems. And being gay is not a problem. I know. Oh, this crush. This crushes me. Oh, my God. Because he's crying he's and he crying. goes to like the landing of the stairs and he's like, cru- you know, like holding on to the banister, just like mm-hmm. crumpled over and no one's comforting him. No. He's like, cr- he's all alone. He's all like, alone. Emotionally and physically Physically. and he says you know i can't try anymore because i'm it hurts and he says i'm sorry dad and then he says andy i'm sorry i don't want to be going through this but i am and that's when andy goes to him yeah so andy is sobbing as she's watching her brother break down you know like kind of she it's the first time she's actually understanding what he's going through you know um and because she hasn't created a safe space for him to talk to her about it you know right 
And she finally goes to him and like comforts him. Thank God we would never forgive Andy if she hadn't done that. Totally, totally. <laughs> also, my note is just I feel like we haven't discussed how good both Kurt Smith and Meredith Monroe are as these siblings, but like, yeah, they're so good in this scene. Yeah. And Mr. McPhee tells them both to stop crying. Ugh. He's like, stop crying, both of you. And Andy looks up at him and says, leave. Leave. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Mr. McPhee's like, you know, this is between Jack and me. And Andy's like, not anymore. It's not. Just leave. Ugh. And then he does. And then he just leaves. Yep. I mean, good. You're I a mean- piece of shit. Get out of there. But like, oh, what kind of father does that? I know. Like, again, I don't understand how we set the bar for calling someone a father. I don't. It doesn't quite make sense to me, <laughs> if I'm honest. Like, yeah. it's crazy that, like, you just donate sperm and then you're called a father. Excuse me. No. Greg Hensley put in hours and hours of work. Yep. And, you know, he worked too hard for that to be co-opted by pieces of shit like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Bill Callahan did a did his fair share as well. Um and exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. And and so I also think just like this breaking point where Andy finally stands up to her father, you know, I just mm-hmm. think like th- there's something so powerful in it that she finally sees and and I think like something so powerful in and and maybe you can speak more to this than I can. But, like, when siblings finally see how the other one is treated, like, and how, and sort of, like, how their experience is different from their siblings' experience, like, I think it's really powerful. Yeah, and it's really interesting because, like, I have a twin, so my experience is a lot different than a lot of my friends that have siblings, obviously. Yeah. But every sibling knows that their parents treat each of them differently. Sure. <laughs> it's the one fundamental truth, you yeah. know? And like y- some siblings will make that antagonistic between each other. Uh-huh. Me and my brother didn't because it was like my parents, they had each other's back. Right. So <laughs> my brother and I didn't have each other's back. We were all alone. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I like, do know. I do know about being all yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you had to try your best to be a teammate with your sibling in order to survive growing up with (laughs) adults, (laughs) you know? And so it, it is interesting to me how much Andy doesn't see and understand the experience of her, her brother and her siblings, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because they are so close in age, Mm -hmm. but also her parents aren't really around. Right. Yeah, and we don't know what their family dynamic looked like before her brother died. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we go to school and um, Jack sees Joey walking into school and he's like, can we make a plan to see each other tonight? Yeah, and he kind of looks like a weight has been lifted off of him. Yeah, he does. But he also looks. He looks conflicted. Yeah. But it's a different it's, it's yeah, it is it's different. Yeah, no. And she's like, yeah, of course. Like you know, taking taking me up on that rain check, and he's like, yeah. And they kiss, and then she heads like, to class. Yeah, because he's happy but conflicted. Like right. you know, it's like okay, I now have you know reconciled this really huge thing I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. 
now to reconcile all the other things that (laughs) that that means yes (laughs) i know so you know it's it's kind of an interesting scene it's very short but like joey it's like i was saying i forget what i was talking about a while ago but there's so few scenes in dawson's creek where the characters are in the dark and we know something yeah and it's another one of those kind of scenes right where joey's in the dark and we with jack know we yeah. know what the dinner means, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Joey thinks they're going to have the romantic dinner and potentially fuck, you know? <laughs> and then Jack's, like, going to break up with her. Yeah, Jack's going to tell her that he's gay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So so then we go to Mr. Peterson's class, and everyone's outside the door, and Pacey, like, comes up, and he's like, what's up, Jack? Like, what's going on? And Jack's like, there's no class today. We're supposed to go to study hall in the library. And... They don't have substitute teachers. I I mean, listen. (laughs) I hear you. I think you're right. I don't understand how the Cape Side School District works. I'm sorry. Nor do I. Nor do I. (laughs) Is this an East Coast thing? Yeah, somebody tell us. Are we wrong? Um, So one of our listeners did say that she was listening to one of our earlier episodes and was like, learned that we all in California eat lunch outside. Like, we don't have indoor spaces at high school. So she was like, her mind was blown. (laughs) I was like... I know. California is a fucking weird place, man. (laughs) Um, So Jack then like stops Pacey and is like, I've been meaning to say something for a while. And he just says, thank you. Oh, and Pacey's so stoked. His smile is so wide. And he's just like, you're welcome. Oh, my God. Because he feels like he's done the right thing. Yeah. And that he's took a stand. But now it's been confirmed yeah that he did the right thing you know because he felt it in his heart but like dawson was like i don't know and he's like i'm not gonna talk to you and jack's kind of like last episode was a little bit like you're not helping me you know right right we had that whole conversation about like pacing and allyship you know so while he like feels in his heart 100 he did the right thing yeah he he doesn't know. So that's the thing is like, there's a difference between feeling something and knowing something, you know? And this is like confirming to him that he did the right thing. He did. He definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. So then Pacey sees Peterson in the empty classroom. Like Jack and Pacey walk in two different directions and Pacey sees Mr. Peterson and he walks in and this scene doesn't make sense. I I agree with you. Um, But Pacey's like, Peterson is like packing up a box of stuff and yeah. is like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Pacey's like, what's going on? And Mr. Peterson's like, I'm an asshole. Yeah. And Pacey's like, you haven't even met with the board. Like, and Peterson's and they, just like, you I'm really not talk to those people. They're not going to tell me what to do. I know. Uh, what? And he's like, you know, I was going to retire in six months. <laughs> I was going to retire in six months anyway. So I'm just making an early exit. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like that. No. Your- also, talk to a financial planner before you retire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it doesn't sound like this is your choice. Did yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Did you talk to your, uh, you know, union rep? Like, are you still going to get your defined pension? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that's happening, <laughs> folks, before you retire. Um, and then Pacey apologizes. What? Why? I know. And then... <laughs> He doesn't say, like, I'm sorry for spitting in your face. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't think it would go this way. Yeah. What? 
Like, yeah. I, it was a weird apology. It was. I like. I would have been more happy if he was like, "I, I'm sorry that I spit in your face," because like yeah, that actually that, is worth apologizing. No, that over. is. You need to apologize for that. Yeah. Yeah. And Peterson's like, you know, that stunt you pulled was one of the few admirable moments in your life. Don't ruin it with apology and apology. What? It's like this, this guy is therapy. Insane. He like goes off on Pacey for pulling that stunt, and it's like that's one of the best things you've done in your life. What is happening? I know, I know. And Pacey's like, Pacey is with us, and yes. he's like, I do not get you. Like, what makes you so mean? Yeah, like, why are you like this? Yeah, agreed. And Pacey Peterson's like, you know, uh, um, you're here to learn from me, no matter how awful a person you think he is you think I am. And Pacey says, you know, I have learned from you. I've learned that respect is earned through compassion, not fear. Yeah. And then Mr. Peterson turns and says, so should I respect you? You're responsible for destroying my career. What is happening? What is happening? Like what kind of lesson are we supposed to be learning about respect right now? I I mean, because I don't think what Pacey did was compassionate. Mr. Peterson ruined his own career. Right. First of all, he already yeah. said he's quitting on his own terms. Right. So his career has ended because of him. Right. Uh, and also he was already, pla- I guess, planning on leaving in six months. Okay. okay. Oh, now, yeah. And I, yeah. My, I just said goodbye, you dick. I know. I was just like, fuck this. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so at- then we go to this horrible situation <laughs> where Ty comes <laughs> up to Jen and is like, what? So we can't disagree? And they're like trying. To- it's like a parallel to Andy and Pacey, you right. know? They're at because- Jen's house. Yes. Uh, on like her little back swing thing. That's not on the yeah. porch, but out further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a lot of conversations on that porch swing. Porch swing, yeah. And Jen's like, this is not going to work. <laughs> which i was like i mean hallelujah jen i know like here. you've already said this to him over and over like we just have fundamental different values and yeah. like it's gonna become problematic yeah you know like i thought maybe it was just that you believe in god and i don't and that will be a problem turns out you believe in homophobia and i don't <laughs> <laughs> that's an even bigger problem this i can't reconcile you right. know yeah. And he like gaslights her and oh is like, my fucking what God. about your liberal views? Are they open? Again, in 2020, I'm triggered by this. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? We can't disagree. And like, if you think my beliefs are wrong, then teach me. Show me another way. And I was like, I, I have numerous things. Okay. We're Number not talking one. about whether small government or big government will solve endemic societal problems. Yeah. We're talking about whether or not you can be hateful to one person or not. Or a group of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're saying that that person doesn't have humanity and shouldn't be respected as having as being a human being yeah this is not a liberal of you it's not like jen's like tax billionaires and he's like no that's fucked up no fuck you this is not the same also i want to say that the view that you just expressed was a conservative view up until not that long ago (laughs) i'm just like if we're making points here (laughs) yeah also ty the the line if you think my beliefs are wrong then teach me buy yourself a goddamn book and yeah, read do it. the labor do read the it labor cover to cover <laughs> it is so like 
I don't, I, I, we've talked about Ty always creeped me out, but like watching this in 2020, it's so fucking triggering and very hard to see. Like it's, oh my God. Like a lot of things on Dawson's Creek haven't aged well. This one is the most hideous one. It is. And it also is like looking at proto, a prototype of what we're like. You know, we were so right. We were so naive to think that like that was as terrible as it was going to get. I know. Yeah. Um, And like, also, I just want to say like teen girls so often, I think teen and young, like early 20 something girls, it like women and women, it so often falls to us to educate men and like and also so often falls to black people to educate white people and so often falls to queer people to educate straight people exactly and like yeah it's like every minority has to do the labor for white men yeah (laughs) it's like excuse me i thought you worked so hard right and just (laughs) yes and just like i'm just saying i mean in 20 in 1999 Google was like six months old. Now <laughs> it actually is a great search engine. Fucking use yeah. it. It's free. Yeah. It's free. <laughs> we were talking about how we used to use Ask Jeeves the other day. Oh my God. Or, or like Yahoo. People yeah, forget yeah. that Yahoo was like a search engine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, yeah. And Ty is like, you know, I'm open minded. My narrow minded ways are open for discussion. What about your liberal views? Are they as open? And I just lost my shit. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like, first of all, you're not open-minded. No. You're not. You're not. No. <laughs> you have said some really heinous things. And when Jen questioned you on it, you just like dismissed her and said she needs to change her opinion. Right. And open her, quote, liberal views. Again, where we're sitting, this isn't a view or an opinion that someone right. <laughs> can be gay this right. is the fundamental truth right right so that's why it's not open for discussion yeah. you know <laughs> exactly exactly like, and okay jen's like just quiet through all of this like she barely says anything and then he's like you know can't we just see what happens next like you're you're so beautiful and so cool and i just want to see what happens next and then jen's like well you certainly have a charm why are they doing this? I do not know. I feel like this is antithetical to Jen's character, too. I completely agree. I mean, again, I'm like, I'm trying to wedge something in there that she's like, you know, used to not trusting her instincts about men mm-hmm. that are trying to date her. And so that's why she's constantly like saying her instinct. And then the man's like, no, you're beautiful. And she's like, oh, OK, I'm supposed to like listen to this guy then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily a wrong instinct. It's just like, and, and like, I think that, I don't know. I, I do feel like it, sometimes it takes a little while in your development to become a person who like sees something like this or hears something like this and is like, okay, thank you. See you never. Mm -hmm. I'm not cake. (laughs) Internet celebrity cake. The cat just made made an appearance and stuck her butt. (laughs) New costumes for her. Oh, yay. And stuck her butt right in Aaron Hensley's face. Cake is the mascot of this show, by the way. (laughs) Just in case anyone was wondering. 
Um, anyway, so fuck Ty. I wish Jen would run away from him. I have been a teen girl and understand to some extent why she doesn't, but, um, I wish she would. Yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah. So then we go to school and like, Pacey's like cut to the actual disagreement thing can happen. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And Pacey is like walking out and he sees Andy and she sees him and they like be in the middle beeline for each other. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And they're both like, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you. And Andy's like, you know, I want to apologize. And Pacey goes, you know, I came to apologize. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They like fight over who gets to apologize. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And Andy says, you know, I treated you unfairly. And and Pacey's like, you know, I hurt you with my little crusade. I'd never stop to think how it would affect you. Yeah. And Andy says, I forced you to live up to these unreasonable expectations. And they both basically just say that they forgive each other and they apologize. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, stop, let me apologize. And he just like tells her like he's sorry and all the reasons why he's sorry. He gives a really authentic apology. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, "Mm, go for it. Now your turn. Now it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) You two have to give the apology. (laughs) And she then also lays into like all of her like you know, insecurities about mm-hmm. wanting him to be perfect and to be this like knight in shining armor or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, and then I just realized like, I need a partner. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Can you just like, it's just like the comparison of these two relationships yeah. back to back. And you're like, yes, this is why I, in 1999, fall in love with Andy and Pacey, yeah, you know, because yeah. their search is what I'm looking for and was, you know, I'm always looking for, you yeah. know, um, and so, <laughs> you know, and they, they can have these problems and, you know, their behavior was completely authentic, like to be like, fuck you, you totally. apologize, whatever. And then they came to it, you know, it's interesting that Jack highlighted to them the flaws in their thinking, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. like, gave them permission to forgive each other, you know, like, um, that's interesting. But I also think that just is authentic that sometimes your friends need to point out things. (laughs) Oh, totally. Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. Definitely. You know, definitely. And and then Pacey's like, Hey, how come your apology was better? Like, how come I always lose to you? And he kisses her and he's like, no, wait, I'm the winner. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what a dream boat. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I know. I know. In this episode, he gets like a fucking asshole teacher out of there. He like I mean, you know, shows his true love for his girlfriend. Like Pacey yeah. Witter. Pacey, mm. man. Pacey. Also, I just want to say, like, I really I actually love this fight. I love that they were both right. I love that they both stood up for themselves. And then I love that they were both like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. We were both wrong. We were both right. I'm so I'm sorry about the thing that hurt you. Like even though I was right, I acknowledge that this hurt you, you know? Exactly. No, it's such a good way to have an argument and a lesson, you know? Like again, the scene before Ty's like, what, we can't disagree? And you're like, no, we can't disagree on this thing. We can disagree for sure. But totally. on like, you know, <laughs> whether or not like someone can be gay is something I will never like. I don't live in your world. I'm not trying to convince. I will. And I also will not do the labor to convince you right. of something that is a fundamental truth. I so, mean, Ty is basically that fucking meme with the guy sitting at the table with the thing that's just changed my mind. Yeah. Um, and like, fuck that shit. We don't need that. I don't yeah. need to change your mind. 
Um, It's not my job to let you live in the reality I'm living in, you know? So no, 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 no. No, no. thanks. And we we go go to the scene. We're very nervous to be in. And (laughs) Jack goes to Joey's and she's setting up like a pretty elaborate like dinner. There's like candles outside. There's tiki torches. It's great. It's great. It's hella fly, you know? And Jack's like, oh, you shouldn't have done this. You know, and Joey's like, no, no, I, I wanted to, like, I wanted to. And he's like, okay. And she's like, oh no, this is the part where I say, oh no. Yeah. I want to say before we get to the, oh no part, I do want to say that I, I absolutely love that this show allowed a girl to romance a guy yeah, to set up a romantic dinner, to be the one that was like, I'm going to light all the candles and the tiki torches. And like, I'm going to set up this nice romantic dinner for the two of us. I think it happens so rarely on television that girls romance guys in this way. I think so often when girls romance guys, it's about sex. Um, And like, I just, want to like no make a note that that what the show did here i think is really it's awesome and i think like more please of that um but yes so so jack so jack's like you really shouldn't have done this and joey's like oh shit oh yikes 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 yes and joey's like um you know, Joey's like, just be honest. Like, yeah, just tell I, me the truth, you yeah. know? And they like sit down and Jack's yeah. like, okay, so this morning I told my father I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And Joey, she's like, what does that mean? And I, I kind of like that sentiment of like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, you know, are you still like, do you want to still pursue this relationship with me? Like, you know, yeah. what does that mean for you? You know, yeah, totally. Um, because that doesn't mean he doesn't want to pursue a relationship, a romantic relationship with her necessarily. Right. right. Okay. Come on. Cake. 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 Just, I just want everyone to know cake just walked right in front of the camera. So all I saw was a big black and white floof. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, and she, you know, she just stumbles and she's like, so are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, he told his father that. But, you know, she's starting to get at, like, what does this mean? Like, right. let's go on. Let's talk about this more, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and then Jack kind of gets into it. And he's like, look, when I wrote that poem, like, something clicked in me. And I just, I can't keep hiding. Right. And and, sh- and she's like, you know, and he's like, it clicked something in me that for so long. And it made me realize that what I'm going through is not going to go away. And he says, you know, Joey, I care about you so much. You've been such a good friend to me, which is why I can't stop, stand the thought of losing you, but I don't want to hurt you either. Yeah. And, and she's like, I know how the rest of this goes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which is good for her. To, well, first of all, she's never been broken up with. That's but, true. But I think she just kind of like, I don't need to hear this right now this is yeah. gonna make me feel better <laughs> yeah yeah and he and, and they're sh- crying and they're both sad and she and says then, thank you for being honest with me yeah and jack reaches for her hand and he says thank you for being you mm-hmm. and it's kind of like joey's finally being seen for the first time yeah i was i my note was that i like that this is such a quiet breakup like mm-hmm. joey is hurt most definitely is hurt 
And, yeah, and yeah. so is Jack. Like Jack's hurt too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like, oh my god, I I like you so much. I I love you so much. You're such a good friend, which is like the foundation for a relationship that I would want. Right. So in a different world, like I'd love to keep building this with you, but like ultimately, like we fundamentally don't want the same things. You know. <laughs> yes. And you know, I and I want to just note that like breaking up hurts, even if you're breaking up because someone's gay. Like it's still it's that hurt is still there. Yes, it's a little bit different in that it's not, it's not like this is not working. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something about our personalities that aren't like working together. It's more like there's something fundamentally about one of us that is not like sexually attracted to the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I don't know. I think Kersmith and Katie Holmes, like, both are, like, so tender to each other in this scene. And, like, they're both sad and hurting. Yeah. And it's just, like, such well, a also, great like, thing. calls back how, like, Joey had said, like, oh, when my mom was dying, like, I had a friend who would just hold my hand and, mm-hmm. like, be there for me, you know? And they're, like, kind of doing that for for each other. Like, Jack knows how that made her feel, just holding her hand, you know? Right. And then he also knows like her doing that to him, how that would make like what she's giving him, you know? Right. Yeah. And so, so we cut to the McPhee house where Andy's eating dinner and this music cue is wait for the way by Beth Nielsen Chapman, who mm. we were, we'll see a lot of on Dawson's yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Jack walks in the door and he just looks, he looks really sad and yeah. Andy just gets up and hugs him. Yeah, cause she knows what he just went through. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like, there's no dialogue. It's just like no. a cut, quick scene, you know. And then we cut to Joey coming into Dawson's window and she's like sobbing. Sobbing. She's like more heartbroken than when her and Dawson broke up. Kind of, yeah. 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 And Dawson says her name. He's like, Joey. And she just like crumples down onto the bed and cries into him. Yeah. And he like, <laughs> holds her and he tells her it's gonna be okay it's funny because he's the worst at someone crying on his shoulder (laughs) you know remember when grams or gramps died and jen's sobbing and he's like "Eh, it's okay it's okay and even now he's like a little bit conflicted like he hurts for joey but he's also like oh god like you know yeah i mean and then we get this above shot of joey crying and dawson sort of holding her and then we fade to black so yeah okay one question which is do you think that Dawson knows what happened and why she's there and crying to him yeah yeah I think so yeah do you what about you yeah I kind of do um I mean she's her crying is like a heartbreak cry for sure oh yeah definitely, definitely you know and he like he's kind of said to Joey that he does think Jack's gay right and it's yeah. not like in a macho like that guy's gay. It's like no, eh, that kind of checks out, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, I do want to say that I really kind of hate that Dawson's is the only place that Joey has to go. Yeah. Um, I really wish her and Jen were good enough friends that she should go there, or even Pacey or Andy. Yeah. I like. I, I mean, obviously she can't go to she Andy can't go right to Andy. now. Yeah. But like, I just feel sad for her that her only option is to go to Dawson I know like I mean I guess she could go to Bessie but it's a little different um you know but I just like Dawson has been kind of not awful for these past two episodes but still I'm just like the fact that that's the only place she has to go makes me really sad for her 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is sad, you know, and like, again, it's hard because they can't be honest with each other. <laughs> right. So it sucks that the only place that she can go, it has like, con- it already has contingencies with like yeah. her weirdness with Dawson. Yeah. But also it's not like a, an honest space either. Right. Right. Well, and so then I want to say, okay, so I'm going to circle back that. Uh-huh. So earlier in the episode, I said that it's interesting when Dawson asks, um, like, if or when Joey asks if if she thinks that Jax chose her because she was safe, mm-hmm. and Dawson's like, "Why did you you know think about why you chose him?" So here's my thing: now that we know that Jack is gay, I mm-hmm. think Joey was safe for Jack. Like, um, it's I don't think it's like Joey's safe, but not in the way like she's implying to Dawson. I think that for Jack, a closeted queer kid, Joey feels safe because she's kind and empathetic. Mm-hmm. And I think Joey probably feels like Jack is someone who's a great time. Like, they have fun together. They have a ton of common. And I think, like, when you're a queer kid trying to wedge yourself into what is acceptable in high school, you date the girl you really just want to be friends with. Right. Totally. And, like, I, I'm i going to have a lot more to say about how Joey and Jack's friendship progresses. But I think mm-hmm. it is the highest compliment that Jack wants to be around Joey. That Jack feels safe around Joey in a high school setting, which like even in the best of circumstances is not safe for queer kids. Yeah. Um, and I also think that like Dawson's question about why why she chose Jack is an interesting one. And so like I think there's a safety in gay men too, like for women there's a safety mm-hmm. in gay men. And like I was someone who in high school basically had zero straight male friends, had only gay male friends. And like there was a way in which they offered a kind of protection. Um, like I don't know that Joey necessarily knew that consciously that Jack was gay, but there was like a lack of danger to Jack that's attractive, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a way in which that relationship um, really um, is one of safety, particularly in high school where everything is sort of unsafe. Um, right. You know. Well, also, I think Joey is in the closet about her identity as well. So sure. that kind of like hiding and, you know, um, being fearful of being who she is, is, is uh, very authentic to her character, you know? Yeah. So that kinship and that connection about, who they are and who they want to be would have resonated with her, especially in comparison to Dawson who like knows who he wants to be and kind of like feels like he knows who he is. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't really like, they can't bond over that, you know, Mm -hmm. and that like general insecurity about what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And how they want to live their lives, you know? Yeah. No, totally. I think, um, yeah, I, I I think this episode is such a turning point um, for the season, but also just for the show. Uh, right. So I'm I'm very excited for where we go next. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like one of the best things about it, because they make everything be so romance based in Dawson's Creek, is that there is going to be a character that can just be friends with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, totally. Which are totally. compelling stories to see. Like, yeah. You say, like, we wish we see a friendship of Jen and Joey more, right. you know, we wish we got to even see like Pacey and Jen be friends more. And like, right. just the more like friendship stories would are compelling, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, 
So we're going to see more of those. <laughs> I'm here for it, Aaron. I'm here exactly. for it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? I am rooting for Jack. I, yeah. you know, coming out as gay in high school, I think is very, very hard. And I, what a fucking brave kid. Um, mm. I'm rooting for and Jack. Against his, it was against his own timeline, too. Yeah. And being forced out of a closet. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for Joey. You know, I think I, there's a part of me that actually thinks that, like, in the grand scheme of things, maybe this is a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. that she kind of is going to have to deal with herself now mm-hmm. um, in a way that she, you know, not that I think necessarily her dating Jack was a bad idea, but, like, just she's going to have to deal with herself and and sort of get through it. I fucking hope Jen loses Ty in the Ooh. very near future. Fuck that guy. I mean... I'm rooting for Pacey and Andy always. And like I said, I the Dawson that we see in the vast majority of this episode is a Dawson that I really hope sticks around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, I hope for it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel like I'm, I haven't been rooting for Joey that much recently. Mm-hmm. She's so mean, but I really <laughs> was is. rooting for her this episode, yeah. you know, at the yeah. end. Like, she's so... She's like, she can understand things in a 360 in a way that I don't always give her credit for. Yeah. Like she can feel complicated that she's heartbroken and that Jack's heartbroken, you know, and that like she also wants to be friends with him and like all these things that she's going through, you know, and that life's fucking hard. She's able to see nuance in a way that a lot of her friends are not. Well, Dawson's her only friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we had a few emails and some questions. I'm going to, I've written them down. Um, Thank you to everyone who's sending emails. And since we're like recording more regular or more um, up to date, we can kind of like get into it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we had an email from one of our listeners, Briar, and she said she's rewatching the show during quarantine and Uh she's watching it with her husband and her husband's like turned to her and was like, am I supposed to like Dawson? (laughs) (laughs) And so she's just been wondering, she, she kind of went in a little bit of a rant. She was like, this is from her. Uh Was Dawson based on Kevin Williamson? Do you think the writers didn't like Williamson? So they turned Dawson on as proxy once William stopped being in complete control. Do you think they dislike James Vanderbeek so they started to tank the character? Mm. Or maybe they just love Joshua Jackson, what Joshua Jackson was bringing to the table so they wanted to give him a hero's arc? Hmm. Do you think that some kind of crazy proto-Walter Wright shit where the hero turns into the villain <laughs> if you just give it time? Or horrors of horrors, was I actually supposed to like Dawson? That is very interesting. Um, it like comes up a lot with a lot of our listeners, yeah, and you know, I do, and even obviously amongst me and Julia. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I'm 100 percent here for the narrative that like Dawson is the Walter White of this um, <laughs> of this I show. Mean, if you don't know, I just want to say if you don't know, Walter White is um, Brian Cranston's character in Breaking Bad, who mm-hmm. does the proverbial Breaking Bad. Um, mm-hmm. And and is a terrible, terrible person by the end of the show. Um, exactly. I it's interesting because I, I think that Kevin Williamson wrote Dawson to be like himself. And I think there is a lot of conversation to be had. And I am 
I, I'm comfortable having part of the conversation and maybe we'll have to get like um, one of my gay male friends in here to mm-hmm. have this conversation. But I think that there is some conversation to be had about the misogyny of certain gay men. Right. Um, and that like Kevin Williamson, um, I think, I think some of it came out in the character of mm-hmm. Dawson. Yeah. Um, to be really honest, you know, I think, I think it's, it's different than the misogyny that women normally deal with, with straight men. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still, it can be there. Um, and I, I think a lot of my gay men have this conversation amongst themselves. A lot of my gay male friends have this conversation amongst themselves about their own internalized misogyny and how to sort of deal with it and cope with it and get through it and get past it. Um, yeah. Yeah, because even if you're queer, you're still, you know, socialized and conditioned within the society we live in and with the gendered roles that we have. Well, it's I mean, yeah, it's if you think about it from any angle, right? Like I'm I'm a white person. I try to be an ally to people of color, but I'm still a white person that grew up in a racist society. And so that's not right. That doesn't completely go away. Yeah. You know, and and so I I do try to work really hard to to make it go away, to make the mm-hmm. racism that I was raised with sort of not be my um, default or or not cloud my behavior. But like, that doesn't mean that I don't fuck up sometimes. Right. And we were that. raised in privilege and that definitely comes through. Sure, sure. And so, so I like that. So that's not a dig at Kevin Williamson, but I, I do sometimes think about it in that context. I also think that, I do think that one of the things that you've been sort of discussing, Aaron, is some of James Vanderbeek's acting choices. And yeah. I, and I do think that there's more, there could have been more nuance to Dawson. Um, yeah. Cause that's kind of the way I felt. And when I emailed her back, that's what I said is just like, personally, the way I've always felt about it is that, James Vanderbeek isn't a good actor. Like it's not that he's not a good actor. He's just not f- fit for the cast and and what they give him. And so the choices he make, they just it doesn't age well, and they they're not good. You know, um, he's quick to anger. He's you know he, he he just leans into like he makes always the safest choice, which is like I'm a white man. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I think you're not wrong. I think. I think one of the things that and one of the reasons why when you and I started talking about this, like I gave you is like, I do feel like this show does not get its due of being an actually pretty damn good television show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I sometimes I think about it and I think about like, what if you were casting a show in 1997 mm-hmm. and you cast Joshua Jackson Katie Holmes and Michelle Williams in a teen show. And like, when you look at where those people have gone in their careers and, and Katie Holmes, I'll put an asterisk near because I think her career is interesting in a different way, Mm -hmm. um, partially because of her personal life. Um, but like, um, you're talking about some of the best actors of their generation Mm -hmm. that get cast in a teen drama as one of their first big things. And so I think James Vanderbeek does a great job of acting as though he's on a teen drama and he just happened to get cast 
beside some Mm -hmm. of the best actors of his generation, people who were able to take the, the, I mean, if we're being really honest, sometimes stilted, sometimes cheesy, sometimes not great (laughs) storylines. We're about to hit one that's a real doozy. Um, (laughs) And, um, and uh, at the end of season two and, um, you know, they were able to take it and actually make something great out of it. And they had such great writing talent that was also a very young writing talent. Mm-hmm. So they did not always make the best choices. But if you look at what the writing talent that's behind Dawson's Creek went on to do, these right. are extremely talented writers. I think you they were able to adapt to what those actors brought to those characters. So I think the the people... I I mean... I don't like tearing down tearing down people and I don't think that's what we're doing but I think James Vanderbeek is a perfectly acceptably fine actor and I right. think Michelle Williams has been nominated for four Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's no, like, no, exactly. It's yeah, like yeah. it's just night and day. There is a difference. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's so true. But to answer your question where she was like was I actually supposed to like Dawson? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Yes. Like I, we're, we're supposed to like Dawson up into at least up until this point, you know, yeah. um, we're definitely supposed to be rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the culture has changed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's so interesting about looking at this show. And I think that's so interesting for you and me, particularly who grew up with this show, who are the same age of the characters of this show, Mm -hmm. you know, who lived through this at the same time they were sort of living through it on television. Yeah. That like, and I think looking at how you reacted to it at the time and how I reacted to it at the time, you really see like you were a bit ahead in development of like how people should be treating you. Um, you know, I came around eventually <laughs> to, to being demanded to be treated a little bit better. Um, but I think, you know, I, I and that's one of the reasons why I try to be as honest as possible about what I felt at the time, because as much as I don't feel it now and I can see now that I think Dawson's actually a, a, a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, the vast majority of the time. Um and really unfeeling and uncaring about the people around him. Yeah, he's very transactive. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that word for it. But like that, um, I think we're just so much more aware of it as a society. Um, mm-hmm. And as people who are trying to move this world in a direction that is li- makes it livable for everyone. Right. Yeah. You know, we're totally. not going to perfect it, but let's make it more livable for all of us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, and in another email, mm-hmm. um, it's from Rachel, our friend from college. What's and up? she said, <laughs> she was like, I wanted to ask if you feel like your opinions of the characters have drastically changed with this most recent re- re- rewatch. <laughs> Rachel. I just want to tell everyone, too, that Rachel used to come over to our house every Thursday in college and watch The O.C. with us. Yeah. And it is one of my favorite memories in college. And she always used to bring pizza, Rachel. I'll never fucking forget it. Um, and uh, so, yes and no. Yeah, I definitely... I'm seeing them differently. I definitely feel like my opinions of Mitch and Gail have changed. Yeah. 
<laughs> that yeah. I can say without a doubt. Um, yeah. They just were non entities. Like I loved them, but I didn't really like think about love it. them now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when Gail's on the screen, like I, I, I really like her. I think she's really dynamic. Um, even when she does really in- insidious fucked up things, you yeah. know? Um, and even Mitch, like he's so like compelling. He'll just in the same scene go from like being like, damn, what a good father. Like, damn, that's so fucked <laughs> up, you know? And that's still, why Dawson's like this. Yeah. yeah. And you still are rooting for him. Like yeah. you just really like him. I think he's a really talented actor as well. John Wesley ship. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that my opinion of that has changed. Like, interestingly, my opinion of Dawson has like maybe changed a little bit. Like I give him a little bit more space now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so like it's changed, even though maybe it sounds like I'm still mean to him. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before. This is the nicest I've ever heard you be about. Yeah. Him, so. <laughs> and honestly, I don't like Joey yet. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think I said in the first season, I did the first, like I fell in love with Joey the first season, like everyone does, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't really get there with her rewatching it this time. It's hard that she's like supposed to be our hero and she's always in, in service of a man's opinion, you know? Um, and like she breaks up with Dawson and immediately starts dating Jack. And like, so it's, it's I, I don't love it. I don't yeah. love her. And yeah. When she switches into being mean, it, it that hasn't aged well either. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that for me, I mean, Joey does hold a very special part of my heart. Um, and that has not changed. I do. I think that, um, my opinion of her hasn't changed, but the way I see her character has changed. So, like, mm-hmm. I do think, like, she... I used to think she was, like, this feminist hero, and now I actually think Jen's the feminist hero, right? right. And yeah. and I think that probably the last time I did a full rewatch of the series, I wasn't totally thinking in those terms mm-hmm. um, as much as I am now. Um, and I think Joey is the person who needs to learn, um, a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it's not that I'm not in love with Joey. I absolutely am. It's that I think she's requires so much learning still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, also I think that the way I think that my opinion of Jack, I just think I've thought more deeply about Jack and about right. like what Jack goes through in the course, particularly in the high school years um, Mm -hmm. and where we're at right now. I I think, I just think I've thought a lot more deeply about like how brave what he does is, how scary what he does is, what an interesting character he was. Cause I remember in 1998 thinking that like him being gay kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it a little bit does like, yeah, it a little bit totally. does. But we've been trying to pick out points during this rewatch yeah. of like, is that supposed to be a clue? And I feel like we're we're stretching a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I think like, I, and and I have because if, Kevin if, Williamson said that he he did want Jack to be gay. Yeah, yeah. And I've there have been certain things. There's like one point where Jack tells Joey he's coming out, and I was right. like, or that he has to like hide himself. Yeah, you know, or he's got like, secret parts of himself. Yeah. And, and that I kind of do think Kevin Williamson maybe was laying a few seeds down. Um, but I think that for me now, even though it does a little bit come out of nowhere, there's a part of me that's like, 
I think people struggle internally with being queer for before they really and he doesn't have anyone in this show so far that he really can Mm -hmm. sort of you know have these conversations with have any kind of conversations with even if it's not a conversation I might be queer more a conversation of like I don't know let's watch fucking but I'm a cheerleader I don't know if mm-hmm. it was it would have just come out I think but like let's watch some queer cinema and like have a conversation about it like there wasn't even that you know so yeah so he can't even share that with that with them there so there's this part of me that like I've been a lot more in tune with that um my relationship to Dawson, I will say, changed um, when we were in college and did our rewatch. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. a lot more about that in season three. Um, but that's where um, Aaron and I met in season five. Uh, yeah. When the show was airing live in season five. And then right at season six, TBS started airing um, yeah. reruns. And I used to tape them for us. And then we would all watch them at, when we lived together with uh, our other roommates. And in that rewatch, that's when my opinion of Dawson really shifted. Um I think watching it now, my opinion of Dawson, it's like solidified that like actually this was like not a person that you should be rooting for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So Rachel also has a question for me. She said, Aaron, were you always team Jen back then? You seem to have a lot of hate for Joey and Dawson. I'm curious if that was always there. So I don't, we haven't, I haven't talked about this, but, uh, James Vanderbeek is in this movie called Angus. Uh huh. And it has one of my favorite Green Day songs on it. I was a big Green Day fan. So <laughs> we watched that a is lot. Is that Nice Guys um, Finish Last? No, it's J.A.R. Oh, okay. J.A.R. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From Kerplunk. It's only on that. It's a, it's only for that album. It's only uh, for the soundtrack. It was a single off of the soundtrack wow. that, and the movie stars Kathy Bates and um, the girl that's in Jurassic Park, the little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really bad movie. And it's like a, of the times, like a junior high movie. Yeah. But we watched it a lot. And the bad guy in it is James Vanderbeek. Yeah. And he's like a horrible bully. He breaks one kid's arm. He's really fucked up. Yeah. And this movie came out before Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yeah. So when I watched the first, I was like, I don't like that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> and so I already had an aversion to him. Yeah. And I don't think he's hot, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's it was really hard for me to, like, understand why, like, Joey was so into him. Yeah. Um, and in terms of Jen, this first season, I love Jen. Yeah. The second season, the Thai storyline, yeah. a lot of the, the way she treats Dawson, where she, like, comes on to him and stuff like that, like, it, I didn't like her second season. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like Joey's character either. For me, second season is all about Pacey and Andy. Yeah. Um, so, but I, other than that, I was always team Jen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third season, even yep. though she's got weird storylines too. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I really like her. She's so interesting and, and like her straightforwardness as opposed to Joey is, is I think a little bit more my style. Yeah, I agree. So I, I related to it more. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Thanks for this <laughs> question hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love it. Send us your questions. We're like Aaron said, we're um, we're recording these somewhat in real time. We're kind of recording them the same week that they go up. Um, so uh, we're much more able to answer 
the questions. Um, so yeah, if you want to send us via email or uh, Twitter, Aaron's about to tell you all the places you can send us. <laughs> yeah. um, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe, washing your hands, you know, staying inside. Uh, you can find us mask. on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, you can find my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Um, we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our sick theme song. You can find him on Instagram at Go Freaking Crazy. And uh, please like us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us immensely when you guys leave um, reviews of that podcast. Uh, we've loved all the ones we've gotten so far. And thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Um, I can be found on the internet at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we would always like to thank Andrew Bush. He's not recording us right now, but he's amazing and supportive. And we both had a conversation before we started recording about how much we cannot wait to hug him when we are safe to do so. Um, because man, he makes our life so much easier than it is right now. <laughs> and, uh, and he makes us sound so much better than even these nice professional mics can make us sound. <laughs> Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com. We are on the uh, social medias at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.